Warning, we are about to spoil Lupin the Third, Legend of the Gold of Babylon. If you haven't seen the movie and plan on watching it, leave now and come back later. But if you have seen it or you just don't care, then please stick around. Lupin the Third, more like Lupin the Third movie. Hey! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cinema Roulette. So today, all I can say for this one is finally. I'm yeah, we're back. We're back with Lupin. I'm so happy that we're back with Lupin because that that's just this series so far has been fucking fantastic. So it has. It's the only one we can get excited for. I know because it's the only one that's kind of consistently really good. So and also the one we know nothing about. Exactly, it adds another thing of mystery because we know a lot. Actually, is there a series we don't know about or on the rest of the wheel? Well, we didn't really know about El Mariachi except I knew about Desperado. Uh, that's right, that's right. Um, Mad Max, I don't think you saw any of the first... Did you see the first one before we watched it? I had seen the first one. I never saw the second one. Second or third. So, that was a bit new. Yeah. Also, I apologize for that feedback. I accidentally clicked on something. Um, a lot of... Most of Bond, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. But you do. I I know all that. And that's, that's fine. I'll just be fun to like relax and make fun of it for me because there's a lot to make fun of in the series. <laughs> like I don't think there's any other series on the wheel though that we don't maybe Predator we have like two that we don't know. Yeah. Alien I've all seen. I've, You've seen I've only seen the first two. Yes. You know, all the good ones. Yeah. And actually we both still haven't seen Covenant. So <laughs> Uh yeah. You know about the ending though, right? I don't know about the ending. I know of a difference. Yeah. But anyway, we're let's talk about uh, this movie. This is the third movie in. The... I don't think we did the title thing yet. That's why I'm, I'm about to do the title. Oh, okay. Thing. That's why I was going into the title it. thing. That is. Yeah. That well, no, 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 no. We need more than that, Justin. I, we need to say the title to do the title thing. I know. I was I was hoping you would finish my sentence because it felt like I was going to steal it type deal. But oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't paying attention anyway this is the third movie in the lupin the third uh theatrical, theatrical releases. releases hey there we go now you can finish my sentence good uh this is legend of the gold of babylon They actually have kind of a different theme song, though. They do do use the Lupin theme, I think, twice in the movie. Yeah, and it's a remix version for one of them. Yeah, which is fun. (laughs) But we did go quiet. We did. We did. We have to be all stealthy so we can steal the gold of Babylon. Yeah, stealth. Yes. (laughs) I would say a director's name, but honestly, I can't read it fair <laughs> but i do know the director because he did um yeah explain that beforehand actually that'll be interesting okay because i know this director and i'm mixed on him because i've seen his most famous movies of i think it's branded to kill you're right it's branded to kill. and tokyo drifter and these are vi- surrealist action movies and also 
very low budget action movies. Like Japan, I've explained this in a past episode. Japan had a had a thing for a while where a song would need to get boosted, like publicity. So literally, they would make a cheap movie where the only real restraint was you had to use this song multiple times. And by God, he uses it. Oh, Tokyo in uh, Tokyo Drifter, so many <laughs> is used like at least six times in the movie. Yeah, his last name is Suzuki. Um, I don't know about his first. It's S-E-I-J-U-N, so it's like Saijun or something. I can't pronounce that, but I just know it's, it's Suzuki is his last name. Uh, and fun fact, he actually lived a long time. He di- just died in two- 2017. Oh, damn. He was 93 years old. Good for him. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, his stuff gets surreal to the point where it feels like just because I can type deal, which I respect in a way. Yeah. But when you have that lit, that much nonsense, it stops being fun, in my opinion. It's just like being surreal for the sake of being surreal. Yeah, that's what it feels like at times. One shot that I'll always remember from Branded to Kill is like, uh, the setup of the movie is an assassin. You know, he fucks up a job, and then other assa- another assassin is after him. Mm-hmm. And he's getting paranoid in a hotel room, and you, to like show him peeking outside, you see a gun literally like come out of a wall type deal. Of course. <laughs> it's really weird, but also kind of cool. Yeah. Well, it's it's one of those conundrums where, like you said, like... Oh, sorry. That was me. It's okay. <laughs> or like you said, like, it, 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 there are problems with it, but you can respect what he does with it, at least. Yeah, I can 100% respect what he does. It's just I don't enjoy the movies, personally. Or if you look up the finale of uh, Tokyo Drifter, mm-hmm. it's in a club, but literally this is just a wide-open set. There's a door that the character comes through, but there's no walls around it. He just comes through it at one point. Everything else is like void. It. Huh. I'll show you it later, but it's just like, yep, this is supposed a totally normal room. We're not going to question it. Interesting. Oh, sorry, he glitched a little out of bounds. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Yet, oddly, uh, we'll get to this a bit later. This is the least weird of the Lupin movies, which says a lot because of a plot point at the end. Yeah, honestly. But let's get to the plot. Yes. (laughs) And I will try not to pause so much. Like, again, sorry for... Cagliostro! Sorry so much Oh, Lord, let's address that again real quick. Yeah, because we addressed it in our... uh, Final spin of Wheel 2. Yes, but for all you Lupin fans, and there are a lot of you that have actually commented on our videos. Thank and you we for Thank that. you for that. And that's just so cool to hear. Um, is that, like, because the first one, Mama went fine, but with Cagliostro, we were both, like, really tired and I think really out of it that day. So our commentary was so lacking. Well, the other problem was it had been, like, three or four days since we watched the movie. Yeah. And there's a lot of plot points in that that repeat. So I got easily lost, even with my notes. Yeah. Like, it's literally, goes to save princess, fails. Goes Doesn't to work. Save. Goes <laughs> save, fails. Yeah. It, But hopefully we'll be a little more focused in this one and then the the, the thing that i will never get over that's hilarious is i edit i, I cut out a lot in that edit but you cut it down even more mm-hmm. for the, the audio, audio version, version. Be, it's like i already severely cut it and it was still so bad that you had to cut it even more yeah and you didn't know that i cut it down I, it was worse i 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for doubting so, you because I was like, oh my god, did you just not edit this? Yeah. No, no. I'm just that bad. Was, I apologize. It's all good. That's that's easily our second or third worst episode. I forget what we decided because we know it's number one. But <laughs> the episode. What do you mean? The episode didn't happen. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Number one doesn't exist. We never had a worst episode. <laughs> yep. Yep. We've all been gold. Um. Speaking of gold, hey! the gold of Babylon. Okay. So we open on a drunk old woman singing about Babylon. She goes into a nightclub that where everyone is wearing masks. Turns out this is Lupin's club, which that is the most fucking ingenious yeah, thing. That's brilliant. You know, a thief you don't want to, you know, find out runs a nightclub where you're forced to wear masks. Even though he talks to the women about all the crimes he's yeah. done. Well, in the monkey suit. <laughs> Yeah. But turns out well, Zan got okay, sorry, sorry, I said the name wrong. <laughs> the absolute Chad Z- yes. Zinica How do you say his name? Zenigata. Zenigata. We want to thank Mr. Person for that comment. Is his name really Mr. Person? Their, their account name is Mr. Person. I love it. And, and we want to thank them so much for that on the uh, Mystery of Mamo episode. Because we're always going to refer to him now as the absolute, absolute Chad. Zenigata. And that's just amazing. So thank you for that, Mr. Person. <laughs> but Zenigata comes in and crashes the party. Motorcycle chase happens. Because... All the Lupin movies need a car chase. There's yeah. two in this one. Yes. <laughs> but um, there's also some mafia assassins who were at the club. They get easily dealt with by Lupin's friends. Yep. Whose names I will keep forgetting. Jigen and Goemon. Jigen and Goemon. Yeah, it's Jigen. You're right. I've been kind of mispronouncing it. Because they say in the Jigen. So. Jigen. But we deal with them. There's basically a hit out on Lupin. Mainly because everyone's after the gold of Babylon. I don't know what the mafia's gonna do with all that gold, but sure. Wait, yeah, if you already control all the money, why do you need more money? Greed, man. Yeah, true. Um, it's like, why settle for this much money where you could have more? Also, Fujiko's kind of working with the mafia. She's just working with everyone so she can win. Yeah, pretty much. And... Lupin goes back to his apartment. The old woman's there is like, I will repay you. And gross things happen. Uh, but then less gross things happen when she's like, yo, take this, put this on the Tower of Babylon, and you can totally make, like, shit tons of money. Yep. So Lupin's like, okay, yeah, I want that. We cut to Mafia Man. I'm pretty sure I wrote down his name. Hold on. Marcuio? I'm going to call him Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name's Mark Flyer. <laughs> Today, I'm going to try and find the gold of Babylon in New York City. Also, we're in New York at the moment. Yes. Uh. But Mark is also is showing off to Fujiko like, yo, I, ha- I have these tablets because my dad started looking for the Tower of Babylon as well. And these tablets randomly showed up in New York. Fujiko's like, wow, that's really interesting. You're supposed to have this many, but Lupin has the others. <laughs> And then he gets kind of mad at Fujiko. Then she inflates and explodes and it's Lupin. Turns out it's Lupin the whole time, of course. Fun. Lupin kind of... Lupin knocks him out with uh, some gas from the first movie, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> Clever reference. And as, escapes with pictures of the tablets so that way he can put a map together. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
I'll put your map together. The old lady comes back and is kind of, and like, you know, there's other things you can look into. I forget her words, but she basically speaks in mystic that he can figure out. Yeah. It's uh, and Mark is Marciano. It's supposed to be Mark. Yeah. Marciano. <laughs> and then there's Kowalski. <laughs> oh, is Kowalski the other dude? Like, the, yeah. The, okay. He's a bald guy. I, think, I forgot yeah. to get his name. Yeah. Kowalski. Okay. Cause they're very, the New York. So they talk like mobsters like this. <laughs> they go to where Babylon is supposed to be. Is he breaks into a pyramid? I forget. No, just the ruins. Just the ruins are like there's the base of it, and then there's underground. Yeah, they found a second tower of Babylon, in Babylon, of course, because that's how that works. <laughs> Lupin go, goes down there. He cut. He falls into a weird light and sees the old woman as an angel. Yeah, we think, and she's kind of like, I need to put this at, at the top because Haley's comet's coming, and that's God. It's like, okay. Neat. <laughs> but while looking around down there, he goes, Oh, wait a minute, ain't here. <laughs> also, during this point, uh, the absolute Chad's, and God. <laughs> yeah. He got kicked off the force, goes to an Interpol beauty pageant, kind of hosts it. Well, he doesn't host it, he just guards it. And this is all before Lupin Robs. Yes. Thing, so we're, this is we're backtracking. Sorry, a bit, I need so. to backtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then as the girls get pissed because, um... The one person won. Yeah, someone else won. The head commissioner's like, okay, uh, Zaga, you're back on the Lupin case and you have to take this harem. Yeah. <laughs> he literally just has the harem of girls following him around for the rest of the movie. Who all think he's an idiot. Yeah, including the Russian one who carries him at one point, which is just great. <laughs> She's just funny. Strong. I love that. Just all the buff women come from Russia. Yes. I'm okay with this stereotype. Yeah. Oh, give me buff woman, please. <laughs> this Lupin is oddly a little more sleazy. A little more, like, exploitation-y. Yeah, it feels that way, especially with Zenigata and the girls. That feels... Yeah. Like, um... I guess he was just really horny during production or something. <laughs> like, Yeah, which is weird, because I don't remember his movies being too horny, but it's yeah. been a while, so... Uh, thereafter, Lupin... There. Oh wait, we forgot. I forgot to mention the train. Oh yes. Because they were like on the train. They were fighting on the train, but they were still like on, on the, the train. train. <laughs> if people haven't watched Archer, they won't get that joke at all. Well, hey, you know what? If they have, then they got it. So fuck it. And if you haven't watched Archer, go do that. It's fucking hilarious. I think that's like season four that happens. Yeah. <laughs> but we any time there's a fight on top of a train, we have to say you're. It's like you're on the train, but you're still on the train. Because it is great because it tears down that stereotype that's very common in spy movies where they're fighting on top of the train. It's all like, uh, uh, but he's like, oh my God, so much wind. That's Archer, not this movie. We yeah. go with all the cliches. We even have a helicopter. Yes, there's a helicopter chasing him as they're on the train, but like still on the train. It's still like on the train. But yeah, cops, mafia, all there. Everyone. Everyone's flying. We go try to rob the, the Tower of Babylon, realize this is kind of the wrong place. Go back to New York, dig under, uh, oh, what is it? Is Manhattan Square? I forget. I forget what they're digging underneath. Well, it's like, no, Madison Square Garden. Mas is it Madison Square Garden? I okay. think so. Basically, the center of New York, New York City, him and G can go down there and dig it all up. And find the gold, and they're like, okay, here's the real gold. We're good. Mm -hmm. We did it. And then they get, like, two boatfuls worth of gold. Yeah, they get so. two 
two boatfuls. Uh, the old la- did the old lady steal the candle out of her back? I think. Yeah. She yeah. Did. And turns the second it- time she ran to him in the apartment, she's like, "Oh, I was looking for this." Yeah. She takes it back. Uh, also, kind of- no, this is afterwards. Hold on. You're good. Uh, we run into the mafia again because uh, they have they captured Fujiko. Kind of pissed. Yeah. Lupin tries to lie his way out, saying he has a bomb in his hand. And um, what was the other mafia guy's name? Pinhead. Just had it pulled up. You uh, did. Hold on. Kowalski. Kowalski. Kowalski shoots Mark. And Lupin kind of gives up. He's like, okay, fuck it. You get it. Well, you- no, he doesn't shoot it. He has the fly slaughter. Oh, Oh, right, he has the poison fly swatter ass slapper thing. <laughs> yup. Kills his main boss is like, okay, I'm going to want all the gold. Lupin kind of says fine and escapes with Fujiko, even though it was him trying to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and they realize the Tower of Babylon is below... Well, below- no, they don't really escape, he kind of throws them into the river. Yeah, but that, yeah. that allows them to escape. That allows them to escape, which in hindsight is really silly. Because so. the Tower of Babylon is below the Mafia's big penthouse. Yeah. Woman puts down the thing and Haley's Comet comes and... Well, also, well, you're forgetting the box did explode killing the guy. Yeah, because he thinks it's a thing of cigars. He goes to pull one out and then it explodes. Just fucking yeah. kills him. So it turns out Lupin wasn't bluffing. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> Which... Damn. I know. <laughs> but the tower is lifted up by God. And God is an alien. Turns out it was aliens. It's so was the old woman. She was also an alien goddess... And she's like, I can finally go home and rises up and she's going to take the tower with her. Yeah. But Lupin's like, fuck you. <laughs> that, that's our tower. Fuck you. That's Earth's gold. Breaks the breaks the cross that was actually a, a marker, basically. Yeah. I assume the old lady's allowed to go home. Prof for her. Well, she does, yeah, because he takes Goemon's sword and slashes it in half, and that because that's what's holding it up. And then yeah, falls. but she already rose up into Haley's comet. Or what, yeah. Well, no, it was actually a flying saucer. Yes. <laughs> Which you made a goddess horny. Good job, Lupin. No, oh yeah, she really wanted that day. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, tower falls. Everyone lives. The end of the movie. And that's, that's not kind of how it ends. So. There was also a second car chase with Zanaga- the absolute Chad Zanagata, but... It's, it, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. It, was, it involved the two tanks. Three tanks. Three tanks, that's right. <laughs> so. But yes, that is the summary. And I'd like to point to the fact that I said, this is the least weird one, and it ends with fucking aliens. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Like, go figure. And it's directed by a guy who's known to be a surrealist. So... <laughs> But he was not the original director. Oh, is this the fun fact? This is the fun fact, because this movie was supposed to be weirder. Yeah, you, you told me that, so yeah, go on. I'm excited to hear it. Okay, the original director was actually a director of Ghost in the Shell. No shit! Yeah, he was a... Ri- uh, Hayao Miyazaki actually recommended him. Oh. But he didn't make it too far in. Uh, let me see. Pre-production, he got so far as concept designs and poster. However, the company considered... His story too unconventional for an adventurous thief and replaced him. Wow. Because his original plot was Lupin would steal the fossil of an angel, an insane architect would build a tower of Babylon in the heart of Tokyo, and Lupin would transcend reality. Of course. That was the original plot. Holy shit. I 
just read that this morning. I was like, what? <laughs> oh my god. You thought Mabo kind of got trippy through the movie about him transcending reality. Fuck. Also, I like how Fujiko on the poster has an outfit she never wears in the movie. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was the original plot. Then I think they brought in the surrealist and really pulled, like, pulled him back. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, you know what? Just make a normal Lupin movie. And that's yeah. what we kind of got with Aliens. With Aliens, which that's fine, honestly. And this is the one, too, that we were the kind of the most worried about. Yeah, I was worried that it would either get too surreal or it would go up its own ass. Yeah. Which it doesn't. But there is a part of me that kind of wishes it did. Yeah. Like, it's... I think we said this after watching it, too. It's the weakest of the movies thus far, I think. Yeah, out of the three. <clears throat> My voice just broke. There we go. Which, even then, this is still, like, six out of ten at worst. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd, I'd, pro- I'd, I'd probably say 6.57 out of 10. Yeah, so that's fair. It was still good. I still enjoyed it a lot. There, there's still enough in the movie to keep it your attention. So, Also, it was the longest to get a dub, which was 33 years. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think I did actually read a little bit about that because Discotech, um, they originally were like licensing TV specials or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they were going to license Legend of the Gold of Babylon, but they ended up not doing it because it was too expensive. It was like a lot more expensive than the TV specials. So what they did was they literally waited until it went down in price. Fair. And then they licensed it, which is why it took so long. And then they're the ones that helped produce the dub as well. Oh, so. okay. Okay, now, should we stick with plot here, I guess? Sure. Because the alien thing, how do you feel about it? Because we got a bit of surreal, like, sci-fi in the first movie. We did, and that's the thing, that's the reason I'm not, like, it's super far. Like, uh, I know that threw a lot of people off, I'm sure, the first time watching it. It's like, oh, we have aliens now. But it's like in the first movie, we also technically had aliens. Because Mama was going to go into space with the big brain. He's like, there's a race on this other planet. Oh, yeah, that's true. And also we had clones. Like, yes. We had clones, we had clones death of, lasers. Clones, death Yeah, so it's not too far-fetched, I feel. <laughs> but when would an adventure or series going to aliens ever piss people off? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, so you just hear like a sad trumpet in the background. <laughs> Which that's a whole other rant I could go on, but we're not going to do that. Yeah, so I do wish we landed on Bond first. Yeah. I, I said this to you before for uh, doing this these four spins because then we would have gone spy movie, heist movie, spy movie, uh-huh. heist movie. <laughs> Another fun fact too: this is the only movie based off Pink Jacket Lupin. So, which was the series, it was part three in yep. the 80s, which is going to get a Blu-ray release later this year. Cool. So I'm excited about that. I'm like, yes. <laughs> is that the one where the dub's fucked up or is that part four? Uh, part four. Part That's four. part four. I already own part four. Yeah, but okay. yeah, part three, it, it actually, was there was never a dub produced for it, so it's also subbed. Oh, so, man. Yeah. I have to read. I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We watched the dubs get mad i guess it's still a good dub. it's still really good they all do a fine job like the only really complaint there is going on's voice still kind of doesn't match but it's it's fine it's, it's not fine. as bad as cagliostro <laughs> cagliostro was so nice well like he still has a really deep voice in this one kind of like like it's almost too deep i felt in this one yeah <laughs> but like at least it's not cagliostro where he's like i'm totally going on guys hello i am yeah a samurai right it just did not match at all <laughs> But I think Zenigata's actor has remained the same throughout the series, though, which is funny. He's the only person. <laughs> Excuse me, who? Oh, sorry. The absolute Chad Zenigata. <laughs> okay. 
I like how he's the one who's persistent. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's true. Uh, um, but yeah, plot wise, I it's fine. I think the only problem is it feel there's no real twists or turns. It's just kind of go here. Oh wait, this isn't where we're supposed to be. Let's go back. Yeah. There's some people who said it kind of just felt like an extended episode of a part three series, which I'd understand. I see that. Yeah. This feels like it could have been summarized shorter. Yeah. Like that, that opening chase could have been cut down a little bit too. Like they they really love that giant face, didn't they? They spent like 10 minutes driving around on that thing. Yeah. There's a motorcycle chase on like this giant face as people are cheering and betting on who will win. Which is funny, but I think that's the only part I felt that overstayed its welcome. I'm like, okay, look, can we get on with it a little bit? Yeah. They even reuse some shots during the same chase. It's like, okay guys, if you're, Having to reuse animation in your one scene, cut down the scene. But honestly, like, come on. I understand animation is hard, but cut down the scene. Yes. Once the plot actually got going, though, it was interesting. Yeah, it did feel like it took a bit to get rolling. Yeah. Also, besides the aliens, it doesn't feel as cartoony as the other movies, which is kind it of the fun. It doesn't, which is interesting, yeah. <laughs> I do love... Saying that, though, because it's, like, such a contradiction in my brain of, this is a movie with fucking aliens, and you're yeah. like, oh, it's not unrealistic enough. It's not. Yeah, like, it could have gone slightly further with it. Just for a little more humor, I think. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Felt like a very straightforward... I think that's the problem. Mm. If you took out that it was Lupin characters, I think the movie would still work, and that's kind of the problem. Uh, that is kind of true, isn't it? Like, if you followed the same plot structure. Like, you could have literally just inserted Indiana Jones and it probably would have. Yeah, or so, just calling someone literally Lupin, but it yeah. not being Lupin the Third. Because I know in Mystery of Mamo, we said there are a lot of James Bondisms. Here, it feels there's a lot of Indiana Jonesisms. Yeah, especially because it's an ancient artifact or yep. whatever. Yep. <laughs> Man, how many times can we reference Indiana Jones? <laughs> yeah, I know, it? right? We're not. We that is one of the series we decided to not review too. Just as a quick side note. Yeah, because the first three are talked about enough. Too much has already been said about them, so... (laughs) We'd have to watch the fifth one, which... Oh, my God. Why are people excited for these things? It's like you're... Dude, I don't know. Like, that's... I I don't think it's going to be terrible, but I I don't think it's going to be good. (laughs) Well, Harrison Ford already injured himself on set. Oh, God, that's a good sign. Um... (laughs) If he gets, if, if people start getting struck by lightning, like Henry, uh, not Henry, uh, the guy did on The Passion of the Christ, I think that's a sign to stop production. That's fair. Jim, Jim Caviezel played Jesus in that movie. I was trying to remember who got struck by lightning. Caviezel, that's Jim, a weird last name. Jim Caviezel, yep. He was also the main character in Person of Interest. But anyway, let's get back to Lupin. But yeah, besides um, a bit of plot stuff, everyone's still doing a great job. There's some funny lines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I love the harem. Like, they're kind of <laughs> iffy on stereotyping. Because that is the thing. They're kind of iffy on stereotyping. It do, like we said, it does feel kind of a little more exploitive than usual. But it's it's not bad. It's kind of the more fun exploitation than, like, bad. Yeah. It, they, they're at least not sexist. No. They're not, like, constantly running around with, like, their tits waving around or something. They are still sexualized, but also they're very proactive. Like, they're the ones who steal the tanks. They're the ones who steal the tanks. They're the ones who... They they help distract Lupin, because the absolute Chad Zenigata tells him, oh, just distract him, because he's a womanizer. I mean, he is. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to make that joke. Uh, That's a good thing, I think. Let's... Moving on. uh, 
There is one problem I want to mention. Which one? Oh, some of the characters are drawn. Yeah, that is the really weird thing about this movie, is the animation takes kind of a noticeable downgrade from the previous two movies. Not the part I was thinking of. Think of Fujiko? Uh, the, some of the background characters being drawn a bit. <laughs> we kind of have to mention that, don't we? Yeah, um, I would have ignored it if it was just the one guy, but it happens a few times. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, to be very blunt about it, there's some characters that appear and they look like they're uh, black people and they're drawn very much like blackface characters. Yeah, you know how Mr. Popo in Dragon Ball is kind of eh? It's kind of like that. It's like that, but worse. Same with the one Pokemon or whatever that was in Mm -hmm. this. Like, it's kind of like that. Like, but the thing that bothers me most is we see, coming back to America, they keep showing this boxing match going on. And there's a black character drawn completely normal. Yes. Doesn't have the big lips or whatever. It's a normal dude. Yeah, exactly. So why is every other character drawn? Well, there is, and there is one other character that was drawn normally. When they were at the table counting the money or whatever, mm-hmm. there was a big buff black guy behind him. And he was drawn normally. Yeah, he was drawn normally. But all the other ones are drawn very it's, stereotypically. It's a little insulting. And I saw reviews on Amazon, and one of the one-star ones was that there were a lot of characters that were black that were drawn very racist. And I'm like, I, I get that. I see that, yeah. If, if, if that pisses you off, I understand. Yeah. That's a really shitty design, and I don't know why they did. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. And it, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, because, you know, at least they are trying to have a bunch of black characters in their movie. At least they're trying to go for diversity. But they could have drawn them, at least. Not so insulting. Like, Yeah, we know they could have drawn because they did. That's also Exactly. The that's the problem. Why couldn't you just stuck with that? Like, it's it's just, it's off-putting. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying it wouldn't have been a problem if they didn't have the normal characters. Uh-huh. I'm just saying the fact that they also did, that's even more confusing on why they did the stereotypical. Yeah. So it's like, why even do that if you can draw them normally? Like, <laughs> you can draw it normally, just do that. Honestly. So, but yeah, that's the one. That's the one I think huge negative about the movie. Is yeah, the one glaring issue yeah. throughout. But besides that, like plot, simple. Plot's fine. Fun. But, yeah. To wrap that up. But yeah, like I said, I think the animation in general, though, does take a noticeable downgrade. It's a little more jank than I noticed. Oh, movie. yeah. Okay. The helicopter from Mama, though. <laughs> well, okay, but that was funny. Like, that was played as a joke. Like, it's still jank. It's still very jank, but, like, there were multiple instances in this movie where the animation kind of looked jank. Like, the way Fujiko was drawn was weird sometimes. Like, she looked normal in some shots, but then, like, I think it was just her lips had this really round outline to them. It was also her eyes, and, like, one yeah. scene they keep, like, she's trying to go through a a range of emotions but yes. it's just her eyes kind of freaking out it looks like it's strange yeah and, you know besides the way the black people are drawn i just feel like uh, they, just the animation in general is a little more jank than usual yeah it, it felt downgrade which also doesn't help with the the one criticism you said it from other people where it yeah. feels like a tv episode it feels like just an extended tv episode but yeah, it, it's just, I don't know. And, and you can get used to it, obviously. It's not, like, bad. No, it's not stretch, awful by any means. As a stretch. But, like, you know, especially if you're going from Mamo's animation and then to fucking Miyazaki. Like, this is a noticeable. Like. Yeah, a noticeable <laughs> downgrade. But, yeah, like I said, plot's fun and good. Characters are good. The rest of it's honestly really good. So Yeah, the rest of the characters are still great. Well done. 
Hell yeah. Everyone gets a good line at least once. Yes. I will say the mobsters are kind of boring. They're just mobsters. They're just mobsters, but, you know, at least you know who they are. You know, I, it does set them apart, though, with the fucking poison fly swatter. Who the fuck uses that? Also, like, why slap everyone's ass? I don't know. It's really weird. It's a running joke. And it is kind of funny at one point because, like, he turns them around and whaps them on the ass for being bad. And at one point, Lupin catches them, puts them at gunpoint, turn their turn. like, oh, my God, oh, my God. He's like, are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> <laughs> it was just a good line. Yeah. <laughs> you boys trying to imply something? <laughs> yes. They're just so used to being beaten up that way, they just instinctively turned around and put stuck their butts out. Uh, but yeah, very enjoyable romp. It's definitely below... A- like, it's not... It, it's just average. It's not below average. It's just it's an average Lupin movie. So If you skip over it, I don't think you're going to be missing much. Yeah. But if you get a chance to watch it, I'd say take yeah. it. If you're curious, definitely check it out. So, where are we going? Oh, we're fine. Thirty-six forty-three. Oh, cool. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to mention. I think that's about it. That I can oh wait, the one fucking joke during the bike scene where Which he one? Uno reverse cards the <laughs> fucking bomb. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, the absolute Chazanga has a handcuff lasso and gets it around Lupin's yeah. neck. They're on separate points of this giant face on motorcycles and he sends a thing of TNT and Lupin just holds a reverse sight. It turns around and goes back. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. See, like, that level of cartooniness kind of disappears for the rest it of does, the It does, yeah, because the opening, that was, like, classic slapstick right there. Like, that was, that was great. <laughs> and then, well, there's also the, uh, he uses, like, the hang glider and it just parks yeah. it. <laughs> parks it in the air <laughs> which i like that that was kind of cool he because it was i think it was still attached to the car is how it parked in the air uh-huh and then like he he the, he like attached it to it and then the car pulls off and then it, it raises up and pulls up the thing which is mm-hmm. kind of neat but yeah i think it was supposed to be the same glider from mamo which is neat <laughs> no i'm thinking of uh mission impossible 3 mm. oops <laughs> oopsie poops i was thinking of the parachute scene oh yeah the fulcrum <laughs> mm-hmm but yeah, that was Legend of the Gold of Babylon. Yeah, so that was neat. Anyway, that's uh, the end of the sellout wheel. Yep. For now. And now we're going to do in our four spins of the director wheel. Yay. And director wheel, in case you are new to the show. Director wheel is a, a wheel of nine directors there was 40 options which would make you imply hey shouldn't there be 10 directors no some people are stingy fucking bastards and need eight (laughs) kurosawa films if we land on seven samurai you can cheat i'm going to anyway or ran or ran yeah because those are both really long so (laughs) why are we cheating right now because i don't want to fucking sit through yeah because seven samurai is three and a half hours and ran i think is close to three yeah i think it is like exactly three yeah but anyway, uh, it is time <gasps> to spin. spin. We got, we got. It's Yo Jimbo. Oh shit! <laughs> so what do you think? Because that one is, I think, normal length. <laughs> it's up to you. Oh, it's up to me. Yeah, go if you go ahead. If it's an Arcures on all one, we're just gonna do. Look! What we get? What we get? Uh, 
it would be our first Satoshi Khan. It's Millennium Actress. One, okay, we have landed on two and we can decide. Let's say, do you want to be emotionally crushed or do you want, like, samurai action? Oh, do I want to cry in an episode? Yeah. I just cried in the top ten, which came out the day we were recording That is this. true. I say, let's just do Yojimbo then. Fine, we'll do Yojimbo. Do Yojimbo. Sorry, Satoshi Khan. Yeah, we'll get you eventually. Don't worry. Yes, I was openly cheating. I'm mad about the fuck... Because we already did two Kurosawa last time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, bye, guys. Thank you, bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cinema Roulette. If you want to interact with the show more, you can follow us on Twitter, at Roulette Cinema. If you wish to follow our hosts, Justin is at JKPancake on Twitter, and Cameron is at CameronPicksInc on Twitter. If you wish to watch a video version of the podcast, it can be found on the YouTube channel, CamCam. Thanks again to Teller's Place for making the base art for all of our thumbnails. And if you enjoyed the show, please remember to subscribe or rate on whatever podcast app you use.